Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Well, hello, everybody. It's Mike Nelson with Efficient Lending, the CEO of Efficient Lending. We are a mortgage company originating loans in Colorado, Texas, and Florida. We're headquartered here in beautiful Central Texas, Waco, Texas, and we're coming at you on today, which is uh, Monday, February 26th, with our weekly update uh, powered by MBS Highway. And I always say this in front of all my updates. Uh, if you don't know who MBS Highway or Barry Habib is, just go online, Google them, and you'll understand uh, who they are and what the organization is relative to their expertise in mortgages and real estate financing in the United States. So uh, I subscribe to his, uh, as do many people in the mortgage uh, industry, subscribe to his uh, company, MBS Highway, and they produce a weekly report called Road Signs. And so my weekly updates really focus in on what this data says, and it's headline data, data from the previous week. And then, of course, we try to extrapolate out, you know, what what can we expect? What are we thinking about is going to happen as it relates to real estate and financing? You can also go uh, on my website, efficientlending.net, go into the Learning Center, MBS Highway, and I actually have the printed copy of this uh, there as well. And I really encourage people to, to print that out and read it. It's a quick read, but you get some really good color as to what's going on um, in the update. So let's jump into it today. What are the headlines that we've got going from last week? Well, there's there's really four kind of big headlines. Uh, existing home uh, sales rebounded in January, and the Fed kind of came out with some verbiage that says, you know, they still need to kind of wait and see about what's happening with interest rates before they start cutting. I was hoping for kind of an April, May, June start to their rate cuts, but I I wonder if that's going to happen. Probably not. Maybe it's a May, June, July type uh, environment for their rate cuts. And again, you know, I don't know when they're going to cut rates. Only the Fed knows that when they do it. But that's kind of what I'm hoping. Um, a jo initial jobless claims uh, over the previous week were tame. And then there was an interesting metric that came out from, uh, I think it's uh, the Commerce Council. I'll, I'll get the name right here in a second. But the leading economic indicator that's kind of suggesting maybe we won't have a recession. I'll have a few thoughts on that headline uh, when I get there here in just a minute. Um, before I unpack those headlines, uh, a couple things that you may see coming out in the media this week that I want to give some caution on. The, the first one is the median home price is going to increase, and this will be an update for next week, and so you'll see the median home price. What people confuse this with, and the media never gets this right, when the, the median home price is not home appreciation. So when the median home price increases or decreases, it's talking about the mix of homes being sold, the various price points where the most home activity is happening. So just because the median home price goes up doesn't mean appreciation or affordability or those kinds of things is necessarily being affected. It just basically says that more homes will, were sold 
uh, in the previous reporting period, you know, last month, that we're at a higher price point than the previous months before. So be really cautious. And this is why these updates are so important, because you've got to understand what the real numbers are that are coming out. And I'm getting those numbers from MBS Highway. And you got to understand that relative to how the mainstream media is going to push these numbers out. So if you hear that median home price went up and therefore homes are less affordable because they're more expensive, that's not accurate information. You would want to go to to indexes like Case-Shiller that talks about specifically home appreciation. And guess what? We're going to get updated on Case-Shiller this week. So next week's update is a good time to look at what home appreciation is actually doing. And then we can take in the median home price data as well and start to generate some expectations about what's going to be happening in the market. The other headline that I wanted to talk about is I saw uh, through an extraneous uh, media source, something like uh, somebody did the math and calculated there's like eight months of inventory uh, existing in the marketplace right now. And that, that's just at numbers is not accurate. Um, I, I understand how they were calculating it, but that's not the real number that's out there. And if you don't believe me, just pick up your phone and call your real estate agent and say, hey, I heard there's eight months of inventory out in the market, but marketplace. And when they start laughing, uh, stop laughing, they'll kind of try to help you walk through the number. So the way that inventory is calculated, you really have to look at the the listings, the the units that are out there. Then you got to back out the homes that are completed, but you also um, have to back out the homes that are under contract. So in the mainstream uh, number that gets reported, a lot of times the homes that are actually under contracted are listed as available inventory. Well, it's just not really the case. So when you really do all the math and you back out what the existing inventory is in homes right now, it's about 1.4 months, about a month. There's about 1.1 million homes available right now. You back out those that are under contract and it's probably about 700,000. These are these are general general numbers here, homes that are available. And that's well below what we consider a healthy inventory. Um, the word I usually, the, the number I usually hear from agents and in industry is we want, you know, three to four months of healthy inventory in the United States for a good market. So that's the downside. Our inventory is low. But what's the upside? Well, the homes are appreciating in value. And the market is stable and, you know, we don't think there's going to be a crash and that would be consistent with the amount of inventory that's that's available. So just make sure if you hear these median home price or if you hear the, you know, the inventory numbers come out, just make sure you're, you're understanding what these numbers are and getting the accurate data so that you can kind of decide on what you want to do from a real, real estate perspective. Okay, <clears throat> let's... Um, Let's go ahead and unpack some of these headlines. Existing home sales rebound in January. So existing home home sales uh, rose to 3.1% December to January to um, about a 4 million annualized pace. Uh, so that's good, but we have to understand that year over year, January of 2023, home sales were down 1.7% year over year in January. So that's a number that's going to be very consistent with what uh, is experientially happening with uh, if you're in the market, you're trying to buy or sell. So that, that's, that's a good number um, to think about as we go through these, um, through these numbers. The second, you know, the Fed is in no hurry to cut in interest rates. So back in October, if you were listening to these updates, I kind of suggested, you know, hey, did, did we, we reach a peak in rates and were we expecting things to improve? And lo and behold, they really did improve. Uh, nicely with interest rates up until about two weeks ago. 
And then two weeks ago, uh, what we started seeing is some increased inflationary pressures um, on some of the uh, metrics that the Fed are using uh, to calculate inflation. Uh, and so as those numbers came in um, hotter, PCI and uh, P- PPI, as those numbers came in hotter than expected. The market didn't like it. And the market responded by uh, increase in mortgage-backed securities or mortgage rates. Also, some unemployment numbers came in showing that there might be some more resilience and strength in the, um, in the labor market. And remember, a strong labor market is in concert with an inflationary pressure. So typically, when unemployment is lower that, uh, or higher, meaning there's more people unemployed, typically that is a less of an inflationary pressure. So right now we're seeing strength in the labor market. And so consequently, we're seeing uh, as part of the metrics, we're starting to see some of the inflation numbers that we expected to be a little bit stronger uh, than we wanted them. It was the producer price index and the consumer price index uh, so when those numbers came out a little bit more stronger than we were hoping, uh, the market didn't like it. Now, what's interesting is this week we're going to get PCE, which is personal consumption expenditures. That is the Fed's favorite inflationary measurement. And so this is going to be a good lit- litmus test. So let's see what happens with labor this week. Let's see what happens with PCE this week. And let's see what happens with home appreciation. If those numbers reflect that inf- information is in check and trending down to that magical 2% number that the Fed wants to see, then we'll see the market respond favorably to it. And then we can start thinking and expecting to see rate uh, it, it decreases from the Fed sooner rather than later. However, if this week comes through and we don't see the numbers that we want to see there, then... Um, then we could see the market respond less than favorably and interest rates go back up. Okay. Uh, The other headline that I really want to kind of uh, um, look at is the initial jobless claims. So initial jobless claims and continuing jobless claims both declined, uh, signaling a stronger labor market. So this is important. We want to take that data and we want to look at PCE that comes out this week, and that's going to help us formulate some strategy and expectations uh, for what's going on with interest rates uh, here in the future. The other, the, the last headline that we've got is pretty interesting. The conference board released their latest economic uh, index. It's called LEI, stands for Leading Economic Index. And the purpose of this index is we're trying to forecast do we think a recession is happening? That's what the index is for. So what's interesting is the index dropped four-tenths of a percent in January. That's the 22nd consecutive month um, of decline. And the last time that index declined 22 straight months was 2007 to 2009, which was, as you know, the financial crash. What's interesting is one of the senior managers for the uh, conference board came out and said, well, that is actually, the index is actually showing that we don't think there's going to be a recession because six of the 10 metrics they use in this index were positive contributors over the past six-month period. So here we have something that's interesting. So you may pick this up on mainstream media where you have some media outlets saying, wait a minute, it declined 22 months in a row. Last time that happened, we had a recession. Or you may pick up, depending on the bias, the media outlook saying, hey, but six of the past 10 components were positive over the last six-month period. I can tell you, and this is completely anecdotal, anecdotal, when I talk to and work with my buyers out there, 
And then when I see uh, what's going on, especially with the warnings for math for layoffs that are happening, which is a which is a uh, metric that is uh, measured by required by the federal government uh, within sixty days of a large company laying off people. It looks like, it feels like, it smells like that we're in a recessionary time, that we're in a difficult time. You'd also expect that uh, with the effect of the 11 interest rate hikes we've had over the past several years. So what's interesting to me is let's just put this data point where the conference board is saying we're going to have a softer or no recession coming compared to the the fact that the last time this happened with 22 straight declines, we did in fact have a recession. And recessions are always called in the rearview mirror looking backwards. They're never called while we're actually in it. So I'm pretty interested, interested to see what happens from a recessionary perspective. And I just want to end here that remind people that in periods of recession, historically, setting aside 2007 through 2009, that's a different period for it's an outlier data set. Historically, in recession, real estate does very well. And that's because monetary policy, the Fed starts cutting rates and, uh, and people start to spur real estate activity, which again, then is in part bolsters the economy. All right, that is my uh, update for the week. The last thing I'll leave you with is my mortgage morsel. Um, it's actually one of two things I'm going to leave you with. My mortgage morsel is, guys, I have great uh, calculators and tools from MBS Highway on debt consolidation, on the cost of waiting. And I'm, I'm telling, right, telling you right now, I think it's a great time to look at debt consolidation using refinance in your home to consolidate expensive debt. And the math is starting to work on those. I can tell you just from the business that I'm operating here in Colorado, Texas, and Florida. And you should look at it. Just contact me at 720-419-3016. Anytime, I'm more than happy to walk through what those calculators are with you. And then the last piece of information I'm going to leave you with is this week, this Wednesday, in fact, I'm going to record a panel session with four industry experts. People have been doing this for 15 to 30, 30, almost 30, 40 years. I've got a wholesale account executive um, going to be joining me on the podcast. A wholesale account executive is basically a, an account executive who works for a very, very large wholesale institutional lender. They've got a phenomenal perspective on what's going on in real estate. Their pulse is really on the street. I've got a home inspector that's uh, running a business for years inspecting homes, um, got a real estate agent who's been doing this for 37 years, and then another lender who works in California and Arizona joining. And we're just going to have an anecdotal panel conversation about what's going on in the market, what we've just come through, and what anecdotally we think we can expect based on our breadth of experience and working in this industry and just a professional passion about real estate. So I'm really excited about this panel that's going to be uh, coming on board. We'll probably release this episode a week from Thursday as my guests after we get through the recording and, and compiling it all together. So thanks for checking out my content. Again, my name is Mike Nelson. I'm the CEO of Efficient Lending Incorporated. Would love to hear from you at 720-419-3016. And as always, you can go to efficientlending.net to get all the information about my business and the tools that I have online. Thanks again for checking out my content. Appreciate you. Have a great start to March. 
Thanks for joining us on Mosaic, the stories of real estate. And a big thank you, as always, to Rogue Media Network and their support of this podcast. They're so appreciated. My name is Mike Nelson. I'm the CEO of Efficient Lending Incorporated, a mortgage company located in Colorado, Texas, and Florida. You can reach us at YouTube at Efficient Lending or on Facebook at Efficient Lending. And of course, I always love a phone call at 720-419-3016. Email works as well at mike at efficientlending.net. Efficient Lending Incorporated, NMLS 1876539. And my individual NMLS number is 1314188. As always, thanks for listening to Mosaic, the stories of real estate. And we look forward to connecting with you again on a future episode. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.